welcome everybody uh this is episode 19 of the empire and um i know i said that i was going to take some time off after my dad's passing but i felt in my spirit i felt in my heart um the need to do this last one for a while so y'all please bear with me this is this i think this one's gonna be the toughest one of all for me um but the title of this week's podcast episode is how to discern god's voice in your life so this episode is dedicated to my bible believing devil stomping gladiator for god daddy May you continue to watch over all of us, and I pray that I continue your work as the bounty hunter. So here we go. Um, again, I, I know I said that I was going to take some time away, but this has hit my spirit something heavy. So as I sit, squinting my burning, puffy eyes, wiping away my tears, all I see in front of me are crumpled up tissues serving as glaring reminders that I am in fact not in a dream. The vision of that wood casket closing on my daddy come flooding back throughout my days. Unexpected is an understatement compared to the reality of what happened on Monday, September 7th, 2020. Labor Day of all days. Uh, I was in Ross. 11:22, when I got the phone call from my sister, and there I was in the store alone. I was holding my phone and I was down on my knees as tears just started to flood my face. Now I've heard from God before many, many times, but at that very moment, it was like He had deserted me. In my past, God used my deepest wounds to reveal who he truly is and how much he wants to speak with me. I'd gone most of my life believing in him, professing his name, serving him through my testimony, but I never fully understood that prayer is supposed to be a dialogue and not a monologue. It wasn't until last year that I really began to pray daily and talk with God, not to him. My Bible transformed from a book full of stories to memorize and apply in my life. And it turned into a telephone where all I had to do was pick up and say, I'm here, I'm listening. So my 4 a.m. talks with God continued to this day. To this day, y'all hear me? To this day, uh, discerning the voice of God is becoming a lost art in these modern times. It's not really a process that we can preach from dead works or adapt to fit our ever evolving societal standards. We can't rush it, control it, or force it, but we can stop it. To hear Him, we have to understand. Um, the different ways to discern his voice. 
When we fully understand these principles of discerning his voice, we're less inclined to fall prey to the voice of the enemy. So here are, um, you know, I give y'all tips every, every episode. So here are my five ways of discerning God's voice when he speaks to your life. Um, the first one is through personal word. Now, I always thought God spoke through circumstances, people, or even devotionals before he would, you know, speak directly to me. A personal word can be in the form of a vision, a scripture, or a dream. I'm always trying to um, decipher my dreams or a repeated number that I just happen to see throughout different days. So that's how I really began to um, realize that there's something happening within me and I'm, I'm supposed to be listening. I'm supposed to be paying attention. God will always speak to you first. And that's in uh, James 1, 5 through 8, before speaking through others. One of the first things God showed me two years ago was a vision of my past. That vision led me to a place God wanted me to repent of because God will always speak to our hearts before he will speak into our fleshly desires. First John um, chapter 1 verse 6 through 10 tell us that when we deny the reality of sins in our lives, we fool ourselves into participating with it. Therefore, refusing to live in the truth. The truth is, sin of all kinds breaks fellowship with God. Christ's blood is used to wash us clean in the process of repentance. And that's in Acts 3:19. Therefore, properly aligning our lives and our conduct with him is necessary to discerning his voice. Sorry, y'all. If we desire to be led by the Father, we must desire to walk in the light as um, written in John 3, 19 and 21. When we walk in the light, we're required to be humble and honest, admitting to our weaknesses and letting go of the desire to pretend that we're strong without him. Um, 2 Timothy three sixteen says, all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Um, So the second um, tip that I have for you all um, in discerning God's voice is you'll get a word from scripture. After hours of repentance, I asked God to speak in front of me, believing fully that he would um, as written in Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13. A whisper broke through the silence of my mind. And it's, I remember it kept saying Isaiah 61. And I mean, at that time of my life, I wasn't even sure if 61 was even in the book of um, Isaiah. When I opened my Bible that day, I turned it to that book. I turned it to that chapter and it took my breath away. It was as if God had wrote that passage specifically for me. 
Isaiah 61 was the promise God spoke over my life after I gave him my wounds of betrayal, shame, and rejection from being raped. Um, first at the age of 14, and then again at the age of 22. He waited over 20 years for me to be ready to hand them over to him. And he gently spoke a promise that transformed my wounds into scars. I was no longer a victim, but I was a warrior in him. As Christ followers, um, we cannot put on the full armor of God with a victim mentality. He will heal the brokenhearted so that we can become the Ephesians 6 warriors that he has always intended for us to be. The Bible is not just a collection of fables, myths, bedtime stories, or human ideas that came into existence through man. It's God's inspired word, and it's all from him because it is him. As written in John 1, 1 through 3. Scripture is trustworthy because it's the standard of truth. It's not just some book. It's living, it's breathing, and he speaks through it. When we recognize the Bible is a portal God desires us to walk through while holding the Holy Spirit's hand, we can then unlock the key to seeing his word for what he intended, and that's to be in an intimate relationship with him. Tip, I'm so sorry, y'all. Tip number three um, is you'll receive a word through the Holy Spirit. There was a piece about how he spoke to me that day back in 2018 when I started this journey. There was a confidence that the words were specifically for me. The peace and confidence embraced me as the Holy Spirit convicted, rebuked, and called me to repent. I bowed my head one last time and I asked Jesus what he would give me in exchange for the sin that I had laid at the cross. And this was a new concept for me um, to recognize that God will always give us something in exchange for handing over our sins at the cross, specifically um, in James 1 and 17. So as I sat waiting, the silence broke. And I heard your voice. It was then that I knew that this journey was bigger than me. That I was to use my voice to spread empowerment and his word. Um, Ephesians 4 and 7 and James 1, 6 through 8 both testify to the principle of a witness of the Holy Spirit. God's peace is different than the world's peace. His peace is not found in positive thinking, the absence of conflict, or in our feelings. It can only come from knowing that God is in control, our citizenship in His kingdom is sure, and our destiny is already set. We have victory over sin when we allow God's peace to guard our hearts against doubt, anxiety, and the worries that come with our jobs, our homes, school, and other daily responsibilities. James gives us the antidote to doubt 
and our inability to be stable in the midst of the storm. He calls us to believe and not doubt. He commands us to put away our critical spirit and expect that when we pray, God will hear and he will answer. Tip number four is receiving godly counsel. My dad played two vital roles in my journey and my walk with God to bear witness and to provide godly counsel. We are all called to gather with others in alignment with Christ. Godly people model for us what we need to know about him, his gospel, and righteous living. Christ is our ultimate leader, but he provides mentorship in biblical authority. Ephesians 2, 19 and 20. Uh, through 21 is clear in commanding God's people to gather. The church is not built by modern ideas, but on spiritual heritage forged by the early apostles and prophets of the early Christian church. They suffered and walked out of their faith in obedience so that we could live out our walk in unity with each other and Christ. People see that God is love and Christ is Lord when we as a group of Christ followers can live in harmony with each other and in accordance to what God says in his word. We're citizens of God's kingdom, members to his household. To forego godly mentorship is to go rogue, rebelling against the command to gather in his name and build his body. The task of church leaders is to help people mature in Christ and become independent in hearing his voice. This is how we make disciples and the sole purpose of the church. Hebrews 13 uh, and 17 speaks to the confidence we should have in our leaders and the command to submit under their authority. Our leaders help us become and maintain alignment with biblical authority. Their prophetic words are ones that we can trust because we've given them the authority to speak into our lives. Their wisdom and maturity are a gift to guide us closer to the Father. The last um, tip that I have is a witness of events. Prior to my journey, God used events in my life to gently lead me closer to him. God didn't heal me in an instant, although he could have. He chose to heal my heart over time. I'd gotten healing and miracles confused most times. Healing is done over time, requiring a maintenance of faith and perseverance. Miracles are instantaneous. Jesus utilized a witness of events over time to guide me towards him, kind of like a personalized program formulated specifically for just my needs. However, just because God can do miraculous things, does not mean that he will as written in um, Luke 4 11 through 12 the enemy misinterprets Psalms 91 um, in Luke 4 11 through 12 with the intention to use God's word for a foolish display Jesus rejected it because he knew that in Psalms 91 it was to show God's protection over his people just because God hadn't healed me instantaneously didn't mean that he didn't intend all along.
which is written in Isaiah 55 and 8. The timing of God's voice will align with the events in our lives. Circumstance begins to unfold in a way that aligns only with his promises. Those same events lead us into the next stage of our walk with him. Jesus does not require us to be perfect for him to speak. He just requires us to be willing and obedient to his will. When we learn to align ourselves with the truth in the principles of discerning God's voice, we begin to hear him speak clearly. His plan will always glorify him and we will develop a personal testimony that will speak into the lives of others as we share of his goodness. Our stories are some of the most powerful tools that God can use to reach the hearts of others. I recognize that my healing was not solely for me, but for me to use in expanding the kingdom of God. Discerning the voice of God begins with Jeremiah 9 and 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The challenge in the journey is to remain humble before the Lord so that he can soften our hearts and focus our eyes on him and his goodness. Our progress develops us into the oaks of righteousness he desires for his children to grow into. I um, want to thank everybody for their thoughts, for their prayers, um, for their reaching out to me um, in this time. But uh, I did what was set on my heart to do. I did this one last episode um, for a while. I don't know when um, I will return, but just remember that I love you all so, so much. And uh, until the next time...